Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time Take 2. I am your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jesse. That's me. Hey, Jesse, if you listen to us on Friday the 5th of March, what is it? Oh, it's, um, you know, St. Piran's Day of Cornish. It is. Kernobis Viking to you. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Croutons to you. <laughs> i got Adam. Why is it Take 2, Chris? Uh, someone may have forgot to press record for the first two minutes. <laughs> All that comedy gold we've lost. Uh, one job, eh? One job. <laughs> and finally... I'm good, though. Thanks. Don't worry about me. I did ask you if you are okay. Yeah, I know, but I just wanted to point out what... I would, I'd rather point out your errors than answer questions. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> uh, and we've got Emma. Hi. How are you? I'm very happy because... I now have a PlayStation 5. Have you? Yes, 5. So have you got it working? You spent all yesterday trying to get it working, didn't you? I mean, it did it itself. It takes forever. It does take an extraordinary long time. Hey. Mine only came, mine only came today. I haven't actually even played on it. Do you know how long it takes me to get my Mega Drive working? Literally. Well, it how, you've got to get the... You've got to, get, <laughs> you to crank the handle. <laughs> Literally two minutes. That's how long it takes me. Shake, <laughs> cut, get off the layer of dust off it. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So this week we're going to talk about Premier League games that have happened, uh, bits and bobs of news, leagues going on around uh, Europe and the world, and then finally some Premier League games coming up this weekend. So. First of all, uh, Tuesday night in the Premier League, so we're recording this on Thursday night, so there's a whole lot of Premier League games that we won't be talking about, so uh, we'll recap what we've um, been watching so far. So Tuesday night was Manchester City 4, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1, um, two goals from uh, Jesus, one from Mares, and own goal from Leo Dendonka, um, and Connor Cody replied for Wolves. It was 1-1 until the last 10 minutes when City got their last three goals. Uh, do, you they... think, do you think Wolves believed at that point? <laughs> We're almost there. Well, we they can do this. They seem to be architects of their own downfall for the most part. It was sort of terrible defending, goalkeeping where they're sort of saving the ball back into the six-yard area to be poked home and all this sort of thing. Um, Pep says after their 21st consecutive win, um, we have quote unquote gone through hell and done something more than remarkable, Jesse. Have they gone through hell? How, how does he define hell? Uh, what the, is Pep's hell? The English winter and fixture congestion. Anything, anything that involves Nicholas Otamende? Oh, well, that actually, you know what? <clears throat> I share that opinion. A nice big shout out for Man City then, Jesse? <sighs> sure. <laughs> no. 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 It I is mean, pretty were, impressive. Were any of us surprised? No. 
I wasn't particularly surprised. It is very impressive as well, yeah. I mean, 21 games in all competitions as well. They've been playing so much to good teams in Europe as well, haven't they? Have they? They, they need to get to... Yeah, I'm not sure that's true. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's true at all. <sighs> Have they played Barcelona? We're not a good team. You <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> know, are we going to have this argument again about like their, you know, embarrassment of riches and what they are doing in comparison? I don't. Uh... I mean, I, I, I why are we just going to say that yes, Kevin De Bruyne is very, very good? And I think the embarrassment of riches point is really moot. I don't understand why people bring it up because I get that they, but. They've, they've not spent any more money than lots of other teams and teams who historically, they had to build something, right, as opposed to teams who have entrenched historic dominance like Manchester United. So if they they can do it, why can't Manchester United go on and win 21 games unbeaten? It's... That's fair. Um, it was City, uh, City are unbeaten in the Premier League on a weekday since 2010 when they lost 1-0 to Spurs, Jesse. Uh, for a quiz question who scored I suppose yeah 2010 and it was on a Wednesday it was on a Wednesday because I remember watching it (laughs) who only played well on Wednesdays Uh, it was like a, it was sort of a end of the season. It was a shootout, sort of winner takes all to get to the Champions League qualifications. And winner takes all. Is this like was it like Andros Townsend? It was not Andros Townsend. It feels like it might be a competition. Winner. Was it Gareth Bale? It wasn't Gareth Bale. It, it is a podcast legend, much like ourselves. Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch. Oh, love. <laughs> I've got a better stat for you, man. Yes. The last twenty-nine games, the last twenty-one games they played in days ending in Y. No way! Incredible. <clears throat> How did they do that? <laughs> what did they? What were they? Who were they playing? Or when were they playing before? If it's only the last twenty-one games. Although, well, they just—they can only win twenty-one games. <laughs> Teams okay. that they didn't beat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyone got anything to say on this? It's, it's a uh, processional... I mean, I can't complain too much because obviously Liverpool won by such an amount last year and ran City close the year before. So, you know, we for all this talk of sort of City's dominance being bad for the league, it's not really happened for them the last couple of years, has it? And like Adam says, they've been outspent in the transfer market by Liverpool and by um, Manchester United. Give them a break with our oil billions and human rights, Jesse. <laughs> Which ones, but which, where do we reckon, how, like, the, I think the real question is just, like, how much further can it go, right? So, I think 28 games is what they need to beat the British record, which was set by the New Saints, which shouldn't really count. British record is the only record that counts, though, really, surely. <laughs> um, well, no, because then they, the New Saints set that in the Welsh League. Oh, did they? Um, Interlopers. And I think the European record, or at least the top five European record is I think it was 40 games at Bayern Munich okay they probably won't go that far hang on what unbeaten I'm sure that's what it was because right Arsenal, have got, Arsenal have got that 49 game haven't they no these are win- These are consecutive wins not unbeaten oh, okay. okay gotcha gotcha I mean we don't bother about European records now we're in 2021 do we not after Brexit exactly Please. rude yeah good point um, soon you're only going to have, like, 
have to fill like, out a mountain of paperwork <laughs> to try and to work out how it corresponds anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah, you're only going to be able to count, you know, unbeaten games with teams that have majority English players. You have to go quite far down, I imagine, to get to there. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Wednesday night was Burnley 1, Leicester City 1. Mattia Vidra um, scored after four minutes after a terrible Hamza Chowdhury error. Kalichi uh, Inacho with a lovely goal. He took that sort of volley from the long pass. Um, I think it was Wolfram indeed that played it too long. Uh, very well indeed. Um, no Harvey Very well Bar- indeedy. Very well indeedy. <laughs> indeedy really do. That. I really do. <laughs> If only I was clever enough to mean it on purpose. Uh, Jamie Vardy was just back. No um, James Madison or Harvey Barnes. Now, Barnes and Madison... You know, but, you know that Indeedy is underlined in that bit. Should be <laughs> <laughs> that, whole, that whole line is scripted, <laughs> highlighted. Um, oh, look, you can see exclamation points and everything. Yeah. <laughs> there was no Barnes... The best writing is the kind of writing that sounds like improv quick, so well done. <laughs> No Barnes or Madison. Uh, both of them have scored or assisted 15 of Leicester's last 20 Premier League goals. So they are a huge miss. And it doesn't look like they're going to be back for the weekend either. Um, Burnley now six points above the drop zone. Eurotelemans hit the post towards the end as well. Um, but yes, Leicester with Jamie Vardy just back and no Barnes and Madison. That's really going to be their Achilles heel, isn't it? If they can't sort of... If their replacements like Chowdhury can't sort of step in and um, and be reliable. Do you want me to make a pun about it being their Achilles Helamans? Or is that just like too much and we shouldn't even <laughs> No, that's like, really stop. Okay. okay. <laughs> Any more of those? I mean, yeah, but you just gotta give me a little bit of time. You don't yeah. wanna just you have to like scatter them throughout to make them really effective. Adam, love you're on mute. I I'm saying they're written down, you just have to wait until we have the opportunity to just drop them in, right? <laughs> It's like sauce, you know, you got to sprinkle for the maximum flavor. I mean, I mean ha, ha, uh, I, I, from looking at this injury thing here, I mean, Harvey Barnes is proper fucked. Like, this isn't just like... <laughs> I think he's having an operation on his partly separated patella tendon. Ouch. Yeah. That feels like a problem. It feels like something you should either, either be fully attached or not attached at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not something you can run off, is it? Partially is better than not attached at all, if we're going to, like... I mean, in this case, yes. But generally, (laughs) you either want fully attached or not attached. You you either want it not to have fused. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Did anybody watch this game? I did, yeah. Okay, what did you reckon? Was it sort of less than lucky to get the draw, or was it... uh... Yes. Yeah, Yes. Um, Right? I mean, I think... Look, I think... (laughs) I think in a way both teams were lucky, right? Like I think that first goal was clearly a um, <laughs> this word just went right out of my head. Like they cat they capitalized. There you go yeah. on Chowdhury's error, um, but in the same way, Leicester also capitalized in the fact that ooh, you know they were playing a team that they should have beaten. Yeah, um, Chowdhury always reminds me a little bit of Tom Huddleston. I feel like. He's trying to play football about four four gears slower than anyone else oh. on the pitch. He also reminds me. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna play this at my own pace, right? I'm just like I'm playing. It's like I'm playing five a side with my mates. Like, <laughs> guys, we don't need to run. It's just. <laughs> you know, to be fair, people used to say that about Berbatov, and and. It... Yeah, He's... it's a little it's a little bit more doable when you're a striker, though. <laughs> yeah, right. True. You know, who um, has pace when you also just are, like, having fun? 
I didn't realise this game was on until I got a, what I think was a slightly confused tweet from Jesse. Who, <laughs> who, who misunderstood that Burnley can't be genuine title contenders because they were winning. Because um, beating yeah, Burnley would make title contenders. Did not understand. Even, even Burnley can't beat themselves. <laughs> um, in the moors of foggy, foggy South London, uh, Crystal Palace drew Nuno with Manchester United. United 14 points now behind Manchester City and three goalless draws in a row. Ollie is quote unquote concerned. Um, they had their first half chance through Nemanja Matic, which brought out that sort of good save by uh, by Guaita, didn't he? I quite like Guaita. He's a very good goalkeeper, isn't he? For Palace. I mean, it's Crystal Palace. Because Come they on. just showed Sir Kenny Dalglish in, in his own stand, which is cute, but his his mittens. Are like bigger than he is. He's wearing mittens. He's wearing mittens, and they're so big. I mean, this, are they sewed into his jacket? A big canvas jacket. He looks like. Also, a... how cold is it? How cold is it right now? It is very oh, cold. I've been not out. That cold. I've been outside all day in a pair of shorts. It's very cold. <laughs> that's count. That's literally, literally counterintuitive. What you just said. I mean, Kenny Dalglish <laughs> is, is like geared up for an Arctic exploration. He's wearing a giant puffer coat. And these huge mittens. Um. Anyway, yeah, the goalkeeper. We're talking about someone who plays for Crystal Palace, Chris. How, how excited about them can we get? Uh, not very, I suppose. <laughs> I guess. Uh, both teams had sort of, yeah. And as, as we're talking about that, I mean, they had the Henderson save from Van Arnhout towards the end. Both teams had three shots combined on target all game. I think I saw a tweet from someone. I can't remember who it was not to give them any credit, but they said that if I'd known that um, uh, Kehote was going to be man of the match, I could have explained to you how this game goes minute by minute without anyone having to endure it. <laughs> uh, and finally, um, so far for games this week on Wednesday night, Sheffield United 1, Aston Villa 0. Um, not Eddie McGoldrick, David McGoldrick. Uh, David McGoldrick with his sixth goal of the season. That is over twice as many as the nearest Sheffield United player for Premier League goals. Uh, that might well explain some of their predicaments. They're 12 points from safety with 11 to play. Um, Bertrand Shuri went very close to Aston Villa. He sort of danced through the Sheffield United defence for his shot. But Sheffield United finished with 10 men. Uh, Phil Jagielka, Jags, he got a red card. He is the second oldest player in Premier League history to receive a red card. Anyone want to guess who the first oldest is? It was against um... Everton. Against Everton? Yeah, for West Ham in 2001. Oh, God. 38 years and 341 days. But it can't be Mark Noble because he's still playing now, so that's 2001. That would make Mark Noble. (laughs) He's he's not 87. (laughs) Um, That feels like it's a goalkeeper. No, it's not a goalkeeper. In fact, I will give you his clubs in reverse order and see who can get him first. I don't think that's going to help. <laughs> you can give them to us. Okay, yeah. in reverse order. Bop, 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 bop. Longford. Uh, Manchester City. West Ham. Newcastle. Nottingham Forest. Coventry and Wildstone, where the Raider is. I knew it wasn't going to help. I'm still not sure it will help, but is it Stuart Pearce? It is Stuart Pearce. Well done. Stuart Pearce is who I was suspicious of from the beginning, but I thought that 2001 felt like, well, he not did... that long ago, apparently. So, oh, God, there was a horrible statistic the other day, which was um, the Wonder Years was made in 1988 and was sort of uh, talking about 
uh, events 20 years before. So it's like Wonder Years now being set back in 2001, which seems very scary. Um, Wonder Years is one of the greatest programmes on TV ever. Very well worth checking out. Uh, who saw this game or wants to talk about this game anymore? Uh, we could talk about how Aston Villa probably could have won this game if, if just if just somehow Sheffield United didn't know that Jack Grealish was injured. So what do you mean? Well, they complained about their, their losing to Leicester or their game against Leicester because they found out about the, the secret fantasy football team. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So if they could have kept it a secret longer. Yeah. Maybe they would have won, but is this is that's got to be a worrying sort of. Aston, because of all Aston Villa's games in hand, they never actually got the chance to actually be there, right? They had to, got to be on the edge of being there. Yeah. With the idea that they could sneak in and they're slowly blowing it. Yeah. Evan, did you see that, this game? What game? Sheffield United, Aston Villa. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this was last night. You'd have been watching um, Copa del Rey, wouldn't busy. you? Yeah. Yes, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, right. <laughs> There's two screens <laughs> and one of them had a PlayStation on. Okay, bits and bobs of news. Uh, Glasgow and Dublin are at risk of losing their Euro 2020 places um, as they can't give guarantees of fans being allowed access to the stadiums, which is something UEFA want. Um, so it could be looking more and more likely that either the games will be spread out somewhere else across Europe or more games will be coming to England, possibly. Can we just take a uh, while we're talking? If we're going to talk about this, can we please talk about how I absolutely 100% called that the government would offer to <laughs> the government would offer to host it uh, four days after Mark, Matt Hancock said he would definitely wouldn't do it. Yeah. Don't, anyway, don't just nod. I was going to say, don't just nod, Chris. It's an audio. I was drinking. <laughs> sorry. People, people need to hear you agreeing with that, telling them how. We are all I had water in my mouth. Adam knows that. <laughs> I had water in my mouth. Sorry. Um. Yeah, but that's not as bad as £240 on AirPods, though, is it? What a scandal that was. Um, deflect, deflect, exactly. deflect. <laughs> we'll forget Wait till the two- you find out how much he spent on a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll forget the £240 million on contracts that he gave to his mates. It's just those AirPods. Um, Newcastle's Matt Ritchie has apologised to Steve Bruce uh, after they clashed earlier on in the week. Um, Steve Bruce suggested in his post-match interview uh, that Matt Ritchie didn't pass on instructions when he came on as a sub against Wolves. And I think Matt Ritchie felt a bit put out by this. Um, is there something in this, Emma, or is this just sort of two grown men need to sort of get over themselves? I wonder what the instructions were. Don't also, lose. Also, how hard is it to shout it across the pitch if you didn't when there's no fans in the pitch? <laughs> yeah. Everybody can hear. Boy, Matt, I think you forgot to tell him to play left wing. Tell, tell him I say hi. I really like his boots. I'm like, maybe the instructions were just so stupid. He thought, no, it's not worth it. Play Joel Linton fullback. Maybe he needs to. He's gonna have to do it in um in uh Morse code. Send by, paper, by paper now, like um like like Jose used to do when he used to send them off and they put them in their Give him to the. Do you remember that when he first came to Chelsea? He'd yeah. give, it was like revolutionary. Yeah, but I remember the players. I, I think it was a Leeds game. Um, that happened, and then an opposition player came along and took the piece of paper and read the instructions. Well, that's why <laughs> they then started putting them in their sock. 
Yeah. Well, Jens Lehmann... It could have been a Leeds game because Leeds have been relegated by then. Well, Jens Lehmann famously placed the, um, the, the, the sort of direction that the penalty takers uh, were good at, with sort of the opposition penalty takers when Germany played Argentina in 2006 World Cup. He took that out. So when he saw sort of like Lionel Messi walking towards him, he'd have a look at it and go, yeah, Lionel Messi goes, was he left? I mean, and... this, is, this isn't the same. You're now just talking about different times when paper's been used in football games. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Anyway, yeah. that piece of paper is in the National Football Museum in Germany. I bet the Jose Mourinho one isn't. I annoyingly didn't go to the National Football Museum in Germany because I didn't realise it was there. <laughs> and then when I did, when I saw it, I was like, I could have gone there, but flights were... Not scheduled around you. <laughs> you had to work around the flights rather than the other way around. Yeah, I'll go back again another day. Okay. Uh, an inquest has heard that former Cardiff and Aston Villa um, player Peter Whittingham, who died when he was 35, he died after falling down the stairs, um, having had a play fight with some friends in a pub. So he had uh, gone out what? with his... Uh- what? Stop laughing. Sorry, that's, not funny. <laughs> that's not funny, but I did laugh. <laughs> but his friends never said anything? Funny. Yes, they did. So he went out uh, about three o'clock in the afternoon, and his wife, of course, they, he's left behind a wife and two daughters. He went out at three o'clock in the afternoon to watch some rugby with his wife's brother and a couple of friends uh, on an empty tummy. And, of course, he had a few beers, and one thing led to the other. About half past nine at night, they were having a play fight on top of some stairs, and um, he fell. Why? Because... Boys. When you've had a drink, yeah, boys, when you've had a drink because on an empty drunk tummy. Boys. <laughs> yeah. And poor Peter Whittingley passed away, unfortunately. They, they turned Why his... on top of a flight of stairs? Drunk boys, I think. Drunk boys on an empty tummy. Drunk boys. So, yeah, um, and... Um... I've, I've been feeling an awful lot of scorn from, from a woman who broke her ankle falling down some stairs. <laughs> also drunk when she did it. He fell into a, he fell into a coma and... <laughs> yeah. This isn't as this um, awful. Well, it, it's all, it's, to be fair, I did not die. This is a very awful story with a lot of joking going on. <laughs> no, this is terrible. <laughs> Listen, I had a friend who broke her, and as she said, who broke her ass, but it was her tailbone falling down <laughs> a flight of stairs. Serious <laughs> for real? Yeah, yeah my old boss did that as well. Probably, yeah. like, Neither of these people have died though, have they? No. No. Right. So, um, I, and, I, and I think when Emma first said that, she was trying to suggest it like she was better than Peter Wickman. No. Well, I mean, I'm just... I actually feel, I feel terrible for his friends. Here. His friends must feel, like, just horrible guilt, no? Well, like yeah. He murdered him? Yes! <laughs> he died 11 days later, unfortunately, in hospital. For, for legal so... reasons. They did not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can not say even... what you, you can say what you want about him. You can't libel the dead, but you know, just not his, <laughs> just his friends. Be careful. Oh my God. Um, yes, this is very sad. I'm very disappointed at Adam and uh, Emma for making light of this. We can't uh, change you. We are as people. <laughs> life, <laughs> life's life's futile, Chris. If you're gonna, you, you've got to just enjoy it because it's what he would have wanted, wasn't it? It, it, it is. Uh, some <laughs> some, it, some people have only got. Like, was he 38? 35, yeah. 35? Yeah. I've got two years left then, Greg. Well, exactly. Like, at that rate, like, we need to enjoy them because... Right. Well, this is a podcast that didn't learn from its um, Captain Tom jokes. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You've got nine years for, like, nine more years to have nine years. Uh, I've you got... remember, you are going to be 26 forever and ever. I've got minus eight years. Chris is living on borrowed time. <laughs> Very much so. Um, police raided the Barcelona uh, offices this week, Emma. So what happened here? 
Oh my god, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> best gun. I wanted to open like champagne and so. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened then? So our former president has been arrested and who was has... your former president? What's his name? Sorry. Uh, Bartomeo. Okay. Um, he was arrested, as was the club's lawyer? Question mark. Well, I want to know where the question mark is there. Like, <laughs> was he, he a lawyer? Question mark whether he was a lawyer, or whether, yeah. he was a, whether he worked for the club. I'm question marking whether he was a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, but they were very corrupt people, Allegedly. and uh, they paid a Russian company. To... Oh, that's always a good idea. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, they paid a Russian company to create social media profiles to attack their enemies and slander public, uh, publicly slandered the current players and ex-players and the future presidential candidates. And club money. Mhm. And the good, the great thing about this is that though the, the president. When all this came out that they'd done this, he launched an investigation and an audit into whether this thing actually happens. And believe it or not, that external audit found them not guilty. But didn't, know, right? didn't, didn't that also cause a member of that audit or compliance team to quit? Which is always slight, always slightly <laughs> suspicious. Yeah, it did. And the police went, hmm, maybe there is something wrong with this. And, and then they, they then investigated they, and went, oh, look, there's all the evidence. You didn't even hide it. They, well they, done with that. Literally, the I unshredded listen. contract in a, in a filing cabinet saying, do not give to stupid police. <laughs> so what's going to happen now? There's ele- big letters. There's elections <laughs> at the weekend, isn't there? Are they still going ahead? I'm going to vote on Sunday. Are you? Mm-hmm. Why are you not running? How can because, we make you president? Because I don't have huge banner money. <sighs> and that's a problem. You know what I'm going to tell you? Mm. <laughs> Open the rage room and then yes. the money will come. Exa- thank you. That was it. I would love to run, but I, 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 at this point, I think I'll just sponsor Jared Piquet to do it, and he'd, he'd do a great job. He but can it- bring Shakira as well, and it'll be great. Yeah. Better job than defending at the moment. Mm. Anyway. Get out. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that because that man is a hero. He did a good celebration last night, didn't he? It was very Diego Maradona. He was. 1994. <laughs> Coked <laughs> off his mind. <laughs> well, I mean, she's from Colombia, so... I just about to say... Oh, no, no, no. I just for itself. No. <laughs> Chris has literally got it written down again next to the one about Dini. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Oh, the She Believes oh, Cup. Can we, find, can we oh. ask Emma who she's going to vote for? Yes, who are you going to vote for? That's a secret ballot. You shouldn't ask people these things. Emma, who are you going to vote for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to vote for Victor Font, but he's not going to win because Laporte is going to win because he has nostalgia and, well, <laughs> he said that he's going to sign Haaland and he's going to do that with imaginary money. So the last time the people not realize the last time he promised to sign David Beckham. Yes, I was just thinking that. <laughs> he did, and he still got elected. He just didn't do it, so it's worked for him in the past, and he will win again. I'm pretty sure. Does he have Ronaldinho campaigning for him? Mm-hmm. 
Does he have Ronaldinho just coming out and doing campaign ads for him and stuff? No, Ronaldinho's mom died of COVID in Brazil a few <gasps> weeks ago. Oh, yeah. wow. God, let's yeah. see you make some jokes now. Right, okay. I can make jokes about Bolsonaro in Brazil. <laughs> challenge set. Challenge set. <laughs> Um, we could make jokes about how he has an extra wife and how he... No. Too soon? Too much? Um, there's, something about, there's something about being stuck in Paraguay and there's something there, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll come um, to you by the end of the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that must be... Because Victor Font was for a long time considered like the favourite, right? This must be a bit of a... Yeah. So in recent times, his campaigning hasn't gone great because he's said things on television that, uh, yeah. Like like what? (laughs) He's kind of opened his mouth without thinking, I think. Like, he was going to appoint Jordi Cruyff to be sporting director. Well, if um, the water can do nostalgia, why can't? Exactly. <laughs> Jersey Cruyff has a job managing a Chinese team, and Jersey Cruyff... Jersey uh, Cruyff can't even get a job in Ajax. In exactly. He basically owns it. He, uh, he, had to, he issued a statement saying, uh, no, that's not a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> he kind of distanced himself from it. And... He said the same thing about um, Chavi being manager, and he was like, uh, I have a job, and I don't plan to leave it quite yet, um, because he wanted to come in and immediately fire Coleman, which is basically why I'm going to vote for him, because <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a policy we can all get behind. <laughs> is this um, the, the anti Coleman the banter vote? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Chris can tell you I'm... that banter votes can be dangerous. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but Fire and Kuman should be like everybody's first because what has he has he done anything positive? Um, the man just qualified for the final of the Copa del Rey, Jesse. Yeah, but everybody could have done. Come on. We've done that for the last twelve competitions. We've been in the final eight times. To be fair, yeah, but, but, have you, but, have that with... but have you done it with this many minutes of, of extra time? No, it's no. pretty much a world record. The new achievement. I was going to say they were doing their very best not to win last night. <laughs> Left it a bit late, didn't they? Uh, you relied on a penalty as well. Missed penalty. I felt really bad for Ocampo. <laughs> it was an awful but penalty. Actually, first, we should say, wasn't really a penalty, was it? Uh, he sort of ran into him, didn't he? What was what was the defender supposed to do? Like Move out of the way, yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that. the invisible man? He's not going to do that. Uh, but had, a, had he got himself in a stupid position, though? This isn't like the Trent Alexander. Yes, yes, he did. If you're going to do stupid stuff, you give the ref an opportunity to make a stupid decision. I don't think he really did. I thought the, the striker sort of kicked the ball past him and ran into him. It's not like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, but it wasn't good defending. <laughs> it wasn't good defending. I don't think it was illegal defending, though. I mean, those those are always given. You know when sort of the, the attacker kicks the ball past the defender and then runs into him? Those They're always given wherever they are on the pitch. But I've, I never ever thought they were fouls. I know, fouls. but... It, why are they? Because what is he supposed to do? Like phase out of existence? Exactly. And yeah. then just pop back into reality. That's not, 
He's not in the X-Men. That's not how it works. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Right. Uh, she believes Cook. The USA have beaten Brazil 2-0. Uh, goals from uh, Christa, uh, Kirsten Press and Megan Rapino. Um, the whole team stood for the national anthem, Jesse, didn't they? Uh, Crystal Dunn has said there is no need um, to uh, keep taking the knee because of all their work they do behind the scenes to fight racism. How's that gone down? Um, it has not gone down well because of sort of what came before and what came after and I'm not going to be able to explain it as well as I should because what came after is still a bit like unclear but before that happened um, the players basically most of the white players stood while all of the black players kneeled Um and then the play, and then the um, statement came out afterwards that like the I think I have it actually somewhere here that the players were told that they needed to respect the anthem or something. Which, yes, that's right. Um, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then afterwards, um, Crystal Dunn made that statement and then um since then there's been a lot of um controversy around the um elections for united soccer united states soccer federation ussf um elections and president Mm -hmm. um in particular the conversation about kneeling um and the anthem so they had elections and the um, board members were allowed to speak and one of the board members, this uh, Paralympian named Seth Jan, went on a six-minute, very racist rant um, and he's been a board member for a while. He also, it came out later, was um, on security detail for the U.S. Women's National Team for their Olympic run a few years ago and um, again, went on a racist rant that was uninterrupted for six full minutes um, that later, um, when people brought it to the attention of social media, the um, Carly Rampone, who's the president, and the board's reaction was just to say they didn't hear it, which is, like, kind of bullshit. When you spoke for six um, minutes. Yes. <laughs> and if other people heard it because it was on Zoom, like, how did you not hear it? Um, and he has since um, released, like detailed public uh, social media um, screenshots of, like, not only pro-Trump, but, like, very racist, anti-black, homophobic, um, very pro-gun screenshots that Kristen Pulisic and Jeff Cameron have liked. So there's been a lot of um, conversation around, like, what led to the team standing and and what led to um, not Crystal Dunn making that statement because Crystal Dunn is is has been you know one of the more outspoken players, but like what really happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we did you watch the game? Were you pleased with the result or how they played? 
Yeah, I think the team played great. I also think Brazil is fantastic and Marta is amazing, but I think playing player safety is a continuous issue. Um, and the Brazilian players still are not getting supported by their own FA. So there's a lot of like inequality and also COVID safety happening. Cry at the beginning so you can smile at the end. I remember her saying that. That's the sort of thing you get yeah. tattooed on yourself. Yeah. Um, the Avengers have bought Weston McKenney for uh, 18 and a half million euros from Schalke, who have sacked a series of coaches uh, and officials this week. They are bottom of the Bundesliga on nine points. Um, Christian Gross, Spurs legend, he's been sacked uh, and he's been replaced by Dimitrios Gramosis as their fifth coach of the season. So all going well there. Um, Liverpool legend Edison John uh, passed away this week at the age of 82 following a long illness. Uh, 18 year old. Jared, uh, or J- Jared Frogman, he plays for Banbury United, is now 18 years old. Um, I said I'd say that for him. Uh, and the government has um, potentially joined, uh, potentially backing a 2030 bid for an English and Irish uh, World Cup. Uh, Boris Johnson said... How dare you? <laughs> oh, we, we, don't worry, we didn't consult the Irish, we've just told them it's happening. Yeah. Uh, no, no, but no, it has been... Where has that World Cup supposed <laughs> to have been taking place for a fucking century? I was just going to say Sorry, this. Jared. He said, <laughs> Boris Johnson a said, century. Why is it supposed to have happened for a century? Uh huh, uh huh, exactly. Come on, Why? What happened <gasps> in 1930? That oh, was the World Cup. Right, sorry. I thought this was a US thing, not a. No. I don't right. give a shit about the US. First of all, I was already pissed that we were sharing it with effing Argentina. Mm-hmm. But what do you people have to do with it? <laughs> Jesse, if you if, we, if you had a World Cup, your po- the population would increase by a fifth. <laughs> <laughs> and can't fit us all in. Yeah, uh, I um, Boris Johnson said uh, quite, quite. We're very very keen to bring football home in 2030. I th- I do <gasps> think it's the right place. I mean, if that's not guaranteed to win us a load of votes, I don't know what is. <laughs> first of all, first of all. Whatever let's talk about home is, it's, it's, it's me, Gaza. <laughs> I don't know what you people were doing in 1930, but it wasn't home. I'll tell you what we were doing. We, I'll world. tell you what we, were, what we were doing is we were refusing to even accept the existence of FIFA. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise that, you know that World Cup would have been in England. Thank you. You people were too busy getting ready for some, I don't know, fascists, whatever the fuck you were doing in 1930, but it was enough. Uh, I think we were fighting fascism. Fire Nineteen thirty. I don't know. Uh, just it's an ongoing fight. You don't just. All right. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. We were busy creating a beautiful stadium. It wasn't even finished. It wasn't even finished. It's like that. It's like that Gaudi Cathedral in Barcelona. Is it completed yet? This stadium. Stadium's finished. Is it? It's beautiful. It's <laughs> Why are they being so disrespectful to us? Because <laughs> he's just brought my city into it. Exactly. I've not brought, I was just stating a fact that cathedral's not finished, is it? Is that cathedral finished? No, exactly. How long has it been there? Part of its charm. It will never be finished. Exactly. It will never be finished, like your contributions to football. <laughs> oh. So... Oh colonialism mentality <laughs> coming out yeah enjoy bringing that football home anyway so as back to Falkland Islands while you're at it <laughs> Las Malvinas. 
As we uh, look at the shiny Wilkert bauble and not at the hundred pile of 125,000 dead people, um, maybe it's the sort of thing this country needs, Adam. Yeah, exactly. I can get about your needs. Sorry, Jesse. It's not about your needs. <laughs> not everything's about you. No, I'd be quite happy for it to be in Argentina. Well, it's about you too. There's your song reference. I'd be quite happy for it to be in Uruguay and Argentina. That's not a problem. Especially the Argentina bit. That'd be lovely. <laughs> can can England even host the World Cup? You can't even play your own Champions League matches in your own country. Uh, hopefully by 2030 we'll be able to. The, the mm. COVID would have gone by then. And do you really want a bunch of Europeans coming in? No. And people from South America and Africa and Asia. What? Hate those guys. You try to get you. you know, everyone you know, who's like not white is that bad guy oh yeah it's like you'll be bringing refugees in you yeah. not, not permanently yeah they go what after a couple of on, weeks what if they come across the channel on a boat oh, oh. <laughs> you'll be letting the aussies back in too you just barely got rid of them <laughs> criminals well like, we're stationed gunships just outside the isle of Wight. absolutely <laughs> I think we should, uh, on the day that it's announced which country or where, where the World Cup will be hosted, I think we should do a live podcast just to see Jesse's face <laughs> when they say the word England. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, bits and bobs of leagues then. So, um, in Spain... No, seriously, we deserve a World Cup. I think so, yeah. I mean, on we, what ground? Uh, we we, we civilised the world. Over a I'm series sure. of... Sen- <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, have, we, haven't, we haven't had one in... This is very Willy Wonka. 60-odd years. I want a World Cup, and I want it now. <laughs> Mexico got one in 1970. Then they got one 16 years later. What have yeah, Mexico ever done? If I, if I was related to Harry Baldwin, I'd have a World Cup by now. <laughs> Spain hasn't had a World Cup since 1982. And they've 82. won the World Cup. 82. 82. That's recently. We haven't had a World Cup since 1930 when we hosted it and won it. Fuck you. Give me my World Cup. <laughs> when was the last time England won a World Cup? Do you have any relevance on the world stage of football? I mean, yeah. We gave you the game. Jesse, this isn't helping your Uruguay reference, so yeah, we I wouldn't be agreeing with everything I'm just saying. Uruguay are always relevant. We gave they... you the game. You'd be playing rugby or croquet or cricket or something. Shit. You took this game from China. We did not. We were playing in pigskins between villages hundreds of years ago. I feel like it probably was stolen from another country. I mean, probably. look at the contents of the British Museum. What? Ooh. All that British stuff. Yeah, it's stuff really time in it. to give the game back. Fine, just keep a see you later. Exactly. <laughs> What's the point in going to all these places if you're not going to bash them on the head and steal their stuff? Besides, they don't damage it if we didn't look after it for them. Exactly. Which is, <laughs> why, we have we, our goal which is why we formalised the laws of the game, and we're in charge of them. Uh, yeah. Because you don't, you don't need ruin it. If you, if it was up to you guys, you'd be picking it up by now. The, the Spanish would be trying to dribble the ball. Yeah. Uruguay would be trying to turn it back into rugby again. The Uruguayans would be on a plane somewhere, crashing, and then trying to eat the football. Oh. My. God. <laughs> Emma? I need to smash some bread right now. I know, right? <laughs> right, let's move on to Spain. Um, make it look like Chris's face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bits and bobs of leagues around Europe and beyond. Uh, in Spain, Atletico Madrid are top with a game in hand. Uh, they're on 58 points, five ahead of Barcelona. Um, just, just, oh, with just... all their Uruguayans, they're doing so well. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's, top, who's top, Chris? Atletico Madrid. 
Amen. You're not getting all <laughs> pronunciations on me, are you? Just for, uh, just for, just for old times. Old times' sake. I thought you might miss it. <laughs> well, you wait till we get to Italy in a minute. Um, <laughs> Barcelona on 53 points, Real Madrid on 53 points, and Sevilla on 48. So, Alce plays Sevilla, Osasuna played Barcelona, and it's the Madrid derby this weekend, Emma. Mm, that's right. Excellent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really care about it. <laughs> I'll be watching it. So, because I mainly wasn't listening, I mainly wasn't listening to what Chris was saying. What? Um, <laughs> and let me just get the uh, the old the old table up. Um, are our team really in danger of blowing this if Real Madrid win? They <laughs> are a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very upset at them. <laughs> I know. I don't want them to do that because Real Madrid and Barcelona, we don't deserve to be well, Real Madrid. Near definitely that. don't. But I'd like to hear yeah, um, Emma's nightmare is Emma's nightmare is a coming to win a double. It's or... <laughs> <laughs> true. So Real Madrid winning La Liga and then Barcelona winning the Champions League and Copa del Rey is some sort of perfect storm of yeah we're definitely going to win the champions league <laughs> um in italy four one down <laughs> ronald cooper's gonna bring himself on and start taking free kicks yeah <laughs> last minute sergio roberto imagine this you're steam coming please. out of your ears <laughs> i i i i will go and break his ankle myself <laughs> uh, it... game? <laughs> yes i will i will travel it'll be it'll be emma in the stands with like a sh- like a shot put <laughs> Uh, in Italy this weekend, so Inter are top on 56 points with a game in hand, uh, three points ahead of uh, Milan. Then Juventus on 49, and is it Atlanta or Atalanta? I can never tell. Uh, also on 49 points. Um, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter, they're all the same. All the there. same, they're down there, aren't they? Uh, it's Juventus versus Lazio, Hellas Verona versus Milan, and Inter versus Atalanta. Uh, I have in... a question. Yes? Between Juve and Lazio, do, you just, do we just hope that both of them lose? Game's called off. COVID. <laughs> uh, in Germany, Bayern Munich are top on 52 points. Then it's RB Leipzig on 50, Wolfsburg 45, and um, Frankfurt on 42. So this weekend, it's Der Klassiker, Adam. That's German for the classic. Uh, as yes. Bayern Munich take on Borussia Dortmund. Um, Dortmund down in fifth place, aren't they? They are. Uh, they're, I think they're three behind Frankfurt. I don't know. I still can't see anything other than a... A, a Bayern win, really. A Bayern Munich, a convincing Bayern Munich win, right? Yeah, that's what normally happens in these things. Um, Hoffman... well, what normally happens is it's just, just a, a disappointing Bayern Munich win. Yes. Like the, although the last there's the the last time when this was the big game when we had it just after the COVID comeback, the Kimmich goal was quite good, so the quality should be quite high. It was good, and Dortmund should have had a penalty, shouldn't they? They should have done. Yeah. Okay. These fine. are all things that are true. Maybe maybe be different. Hoffenheim uh, people. But we should point out that you tricked me um, when we spoke about this last week by saying that um, Dortmund had a new manager. Uh, that's for next season, isn't it? Yeah, they'd appointed him, but he's not started yet. Nah. Uh, Hoffenheim play Wolfsburg. Uh, Freiburg play RB Leipzig, and Frankfurt play Stuttgart. Uh, elsewhere around the world, it is the Melbourne derby in the A League as victory take on Melbourne City. Uh, also in the A-League, it's El Distanso as Wellington Phoenix take on Perth Glory. Um, in Northern Ireland, there are derbies in Belfast as Cliftonville, as Cliftonville play Linfield. Uh, and then in the Middlester, it is uh, Glenarvan versus Porterdown. Also, we go to... The Equinox! 
What just what Ecuador? Uh, this is the oh, uh, Classica Universitaria as uh, Liga de Quito play Universidad Católica. In uh, Austria <laughs> is the Vienna Derby <laughs> as Rapid play Austria. What? Nothing. <laughs> what did I say? Catalica, Quito, Classica Universitaria. Which one of those three did I say? <laughs> Someday we're going to teach you about accent marks, but today is not that day. Oh, there's no accent marks written on here, so they don't count. Oh, oh that's why. Yeah. If there was, yeah, that, that, that's why. Yeah, again, much like football, we invented the alphabet and we didn't mess about with any of these accent marks. Exactly, yeah. All you find is dots of the Y's, that's it. Uh, okay, there's no French League uh, games this weekend in the league because they're um, playing the French Cup. So... Premier League uh, coming this week. That used to be the name of a sex act in France. French cup. French cup. Okay. Like French letters. Elaborate. Oh, French letters. Is this a window into your life? Is it? (laughs) No, but when you study reproductive health, you learn about all kinds of things, like how a French letter is a condom. Oh yes, I knew that. But it used to be made out of sheep guts. Yes, that's right. So I thought you were going to give us some sort of confessional or something. No, but I can tell you that French prostitutes used to douche with ground glass. And they thought that would get rid of syphilis. It didn't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How do it I also move... had a name, like the French something. How do I it move It might that... have been the French Cup. How do I move that from that to the Premier League? Yeah, sorry, Adam. <laughs> you, could, um, you could edit that out, but truly... It's I a, mean, I'm not getting... Yeah, it's a fact, right? Okay. Everyone's got... Everyone's got to learn. <laughs> right? Back to the Premier League this weekend. 12.30 on Saturday in BT Sport. Um, Burnley versus Arsenal in the Ian Wright derby. Uh, Ashley Barnes has got 43% of Burnley's Premier League goals ever against Arsenal. And of the current squad, he's the only one that's scored against them. Um, How many? Is that because 43%. he's particularly good or because the rest of Burnley are just shit? So. How many goals is 43%? I'm trying to work out what the smallest number you could divide it by. <laughs> Uh, Arsenal are beaten in eight at Turf Ball and Aubameyang has got eight against Burnley as well so the sort of talk about Burnley being a sort of difficult place to go for Arsenal who don't like it cold and up north um, bit of a misnomer there Jesse <laughs> oh, why are you laughing at now is there actions of a Burnley or something I haven't <laughs> no. imagine if there was where would you put it Burnley <laughs> I'm asking you for analysis here. Um, what's my analysis? Is whether they like it. <laughs> Sorry. Cold, but that? north, up them. Um, um, my analysis is whether Burnley are as terrible as we think they're. What is it? That's yes. my question. Who's going to win this game? <laughs> oh, um, oh, God, they're just so bad in different ways, aren't they? I think Arsenal can take this one. They surprised us last time. Yeah, Burnley are as terrible as we think they are. Well, they're down the bottom for a reason, aren't they? Yes, yes. Let's give this one to Arsenal. Let's just tell them we believe in them. Okay. Because we don't. Know. I know, <laughs> I know, but I, I just want to. You know, this is. I'm gonna give this one. You know what? I'm gonna be like we are with Brighton with this one. I'm gonna just go with my. I'm gonna I'm gonna be emotional with this one. All Let's right. give this one to Arsenal and let Hector plant some trees. Adam, with your bubble hat on, you look a bit like a flump or um, Benny well, from I Crossroads. I thought I thought I'd start early with my support for the Classica. Are you trying to be all urban? Yeah. Are you? 
I had it to hand, so I thought I'd wear it. Right. You look a bit like Mr. VT. I don't know who that is. He's, one, he's, what's, he's from Arsenal Fan TV. Oh. Is there he a go. big Dortmund fan? Um, I guess he must be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Adam and Emma, who do you reckon is going to win this one? I think Arsenal are the only exception to the if you can win the year, you're a genuine title contender rule. I, don't I think, think Arsenal are going to win. Arsenal. Arsenal are going to win with the caveat <laughs> that it will not make the genuine title contender. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, all in agreement. That never happens. Well, there you go. Uh, Sheffield United versus Southampton, three o'clock on Sky. This is a James Beattie derby. When I googled earlier on um, about players who played for both these clubs, it came up with James Beattie, philosopher. Um, did anything at his career, Everton Adam, make you think he might be a philosopher? Absolutely not. No. Uh, both teams have lost. I like that you're letting letting us see behind the curtain now, but. Occasionally, you have to Google these things. Well, I got James Beattie in, but I sort of Googled him because I Googled this because I wanted to find someone maybe a bit different. Because I'm sure I've used James Beattie in the last few weeks, so I wanted something a little bit different. And you failed. And I failed. <laughs> I was saying about James Beattie. <laughs> uh, both teams have lost four out of five. Um, neither of these are particularly in form. I think Southampton are in worse form. Uh, Sheffield United, of course, won this earlier on uh, this week, as we were saying. Uh, Emma, what do you reckon here? I, 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 Hi, Emma. How can you be in worse form <laughs> if you both won four out of five? If you both lost four out of five, uh, because one might have lost more recently than the other, Emma. <laughs> so just the more the more recent the more recent your win, the better your form. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because it might be the start of something magnificent. Sure. Not sure. That... Okay. I'm learning here. Okay. Emma. <laughs> no, 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 you started this now. So. I did, I, I literally said Emma well, and you started talking. Jesse really enjoys it when we answer to different names, so mm-hmm. you've done this to yourself. <laughs> I, I'm going to, you know, from now on refer to my spokesperson, Adam Allen, <laughs> to <laughs> answer all of these questions. Okay, fair enough. Your I, answer every time is no comment. <laughs> uh, half past five on Sky Aston Villa versus Wolves in the Tony Daly derby um, Aston Villa got a 75% win rate this season when they play on a Saturday they like Saturdays um, who doesn't like no Saturdays comment. no comment no comment uh, Ollie Watkins has got seven goals at home this season a Wolves Jesse no have conceded 23 goals away from home this so far this season they only conceded 21 away last season in the whole of last season Jesse what do you make for that? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to miss my cue. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, it was fun when we did this the first time for the whole podcast, and it was fun when we call back to it, but it's quite mentally exhausting. So, can we go back to answering our own names? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I think this is brilliant. <laughs> Someone yeah. talk about Villa versus Wolves. God, we've got Simon on the podcast. We have He's to? got Simon on the pod. He's a Villa fan. He, he deserves a bit of respect. And he, and he won pointless. He deserves a bit of respect here. Let's not go as far as All right, respect, but who is, respect is a stretch. Oh, yeah, is I suppose Grealish so. playing? Less shame. He's injured. Who do we got? There's no Grealish, of course, is there? No, he'll be injured. No, so like who... Why have you blown the secret? Oh, right. Sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be a secret that Sorry. injured. We don't know. <laughs> Do Why have you affected Wolves' confidence like that? Do Wolves know that Grealish is injured? 
Um, I mean, yeah, Villa will win. Okay. Adam? I mean, I have quite a strong anti-Wolves approach to this podcast, don't I? But <laughs> I, know, I, know. I should probably continue that. Uh, but, I mean, the team that can't beat Sheffield United is troubling. And... I think Jack Grealish is more injured than Aston Villa were initially letting on because I think this is a, another game that he's not expected to play. Looking at the the injury table website, there's a 25% chance of him being involved, which is basically zero. No, 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 he's um, 25. Yeah, but on this, how this website works, that's basically zero. It's yeah, like how, how a, numbers work is different. But it's like when they have a 75% chance of playing on fantasy football. That's, no, that's basically true. <laughs> Um you're supposed to work with numbers. You're supposed to know these things. Yeah, and I know when the numbers don't mean what the numbers really mean. Okay. So about the you've got to crack the code, Chris. Uh, I w- I'm going to predict a uh, a hostile, boring, not, out of out of deference to respect to, to to Simon. I won't call it a derby. Draw. Did you say hostile and boring? Yeah, it could be hostile and boring. How can you be hostile and boring? Uh, it's the wrong kind of hostile. <laughs> Passively hostile. Yeah. Emma. It sure is a game that's going to happen. Oh, no really? You, you don't you don't think it's going <laughs> to? No comment. <laughs> I mean, you've all been hell and love joy about this. You've you know you've blown the Grealish's injured thing. And, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Why would you do that to wolves? I like wolves. I'm not anti-wolves. <laughs> I'm not anti-villa either, though, necessarily. Yeah, I'm not anti-villa like either, either one. I they're, think... all, they're both fine, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Brighton versus Leicester, 8 o'clock on the sky on Saturday night. Leonardo is your derby. Oh, no. Oh. Um, we like both of them, too. Well, there's no Tarek Lamptey. This, this is like an injury list, this is. So, no Tarek Lamptey or Sully March of uh, Brighton. And there's no Madison Barnes, Evans, uh, James Justin, or Iosie Parents for Leicester. When you mean it's like an injury list, you mean it's literally yeah, an injury list. Injury yeah. list. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Um, Make Adam do this one, because Adam and I really love Brighton, as everybody knows about Adam and me. Well, since August 2017, um, Kevin De Bruyne has created 339 chances in the Premier League. That is, um, he is first on that list of Premier League players that created chances. Second on that list is Pascal Gross of Brighton, 242 chances. So they can create chances, oh, they just can't score them. That's not how I thought that was going to go. I thought you were going to tell me about like... The entire club. Of, the entire, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My point... I I was fully expecting it to be a sort mm-hmm. of a Tom Brady Super Bowl sort of stat. <laughs> yep. No, my point is about Brighton is they can create chances, they just can't finish them as the two missed penalties last week sort of show. I mean, I don't think... I think that two missed penalties is a different issue than not... It's, that's beyond not being able to take your chances. Okay. Um, but that doesn't mean anything you're saying is wrong. That is also true. <laughs> so where do you think it's going to go? I don't know why they want to be involved in that relegation fight, but it seems like they really <laughs> want to be involved in it. Maybe they enjoy it. The pressure. Yes, it certainly makes them score more goals. <laughs> I mean, I think it just goes to show that as as has 
long been the case that like the hardest thing to do in football is to put the ball in the back of the net, right? And finding someone who does that is incredibly difficult. When you do have someone who does that, they cost an awful lot of money and teams are forever and ever taking taking a chance on players from from lower leagues, different leagues, uh young players to, who haven't haven't hadn't had a crack at it yet to find someone who does that and if Brighton could find that person then they could be a very decent team but you don't hold out much hope in doing it right because uh, I have no idea what Brighton's all-time record transfer is I can't imagine it's an awful lot of money how much do you think and it is you look at how much striking is I reckon it's yeah. in the I reckon it's between 20, uh, 20 and £30 million. Pounds. Uh, I'd guess it's between 5 and 10 Jesse, do you oh, want to guess? No, it's definitely... no, you know I don't do money. That's why we have Adam. Okay, it is Jahan Bakash, who uh, was signed... Jahan Bakash, yeah. Yes, him, who was signed in July 2000. <laughs> He's got accents in his <laughs> name as well. Uh, from AZ Altmar for £17 million. Pounds. Oh. So even less, right? Yeah. Um, and when you look at, well, you can just look at the kind of strikers who have been bought by clubs bigger than than Brighton recently for sums much larger than that. I'm thinking of um, Sebastian Haller, um, who's the the young guy who signed for um, Sheffield United. Reem Brewster. Yeah, Bruce. Like, you know I mean, they're two different examples of the set of what I'm talking about: a young player or a for, or a player from uh, a foreign league, and neither of them were able to t- sort of t- turn out for for their club. So, like, it's a difficult task for Brighton, but scoring goals is what you need to do. So, they need some sort of solution. But in terms of this game, they're going to lose. Okay. <laughs> Uh, on Sunday then at 12 o'clock on Amazon it is West Brom versus Newcastle and the Steve Watson derby uh, West Brom on a Sunday this season they have um, played 8 games and have won 0 they've lost 6 and drawn 2 um, and the best thing about that game being on Amazon is you... I would have struggled to find it and now it doesn't matter <laughs> uh, Big Sam has won 13 in the Premier League against Newcastle that's his most versus an opponent I've just realised why have we spent all this time talking about games that have happened and now new games but we we just conveniently missed Everton's heroic 1-0 against West Brom when was that uh, 6 o'clock today <laughs> well I I'd written this before 6 o'clock today well adapt Chris things change I've They're been busy breaking news I've been I've been busy doing manual labour today ah. so I've not been able to uh, anyway yes um, so West Brom versus Newcastle. This is going to be a, a classic for the ages, isn't it, Jesse? Yes. I don't know which <laughs> ages, but yes. <laughs> um, uh, you know. They pointed out today that West Brom have only picked up um, three points more under Sam Allardyce in the 13 game league games he's been in charge than they had um, under um, <coughs> Slavon Bilic in the 13 games he had. So... Hardly a successful um, manager change for, for West Brom there. So no, I think this has got nil nil written all over it. Well, I'm not sure. There's when we talk about how the hardest thing to do is is to score goals. Um, I'm not sure that 
Newcastle have a player of sufficient quality to put the ball in the net left anymore after after all of their after their long injury list or players that I could read out and suggest was like a list. Uh, um, is this the day that Duncan Alexander tweets out this is like a XG of zero zero versus zero zero or something? This is it's not very sure. high, is it? No, it's not. Uh, two o'clock is Liverpool versus Fulham on on Sky in the Steve Finn and Derby. Liverpool currently losing to Chelsea. Um, they have Whoa. what <laughs> breaking rules there. Um, As for forgiveness, not permission. <laughs> <laughs> um, just quick, just sorry, but just quickly, but um, I would actually give West Brom the edge in that that game because they just they were. For periods of the game today, they were not impressive, but they they managed to stifle Everton a little bit. They had chance. They had made managed to make a few chances. I could see them scraping by, doing enough to get the the odd goal that would be the difference. Okay, uh, ladies, do you want to talk about um, Fulham versus Liverpool? Fulham are beaten in seven away in the Premier League. This game is going to take place at, well, what was the Coliseum? Now it's sort of crumbling wreck, isn't it? Um, <laughs> which, which ironically is the Coliseum. It's Coliseum, yeah. <laughs> uh, Emma, Jesse, do you want to talk about this game? Mm, how bad will Liverpool's injury excuse list still be? It's still quite a lengthy list. I mean, you know, we, we still have a midfield <laughs> playing defence. It's one there. Why? You read out an injury list of another team. Yeah. It's almost like it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse, it's a reason. <laughs> things happen for a reason, and things happen due to a, uh, a series of um, background events and background reasons, don't they? I mean, I'm not saying that this list that I'm looking at is, is scraping the barrel, but they've got Diego Jota on here as on the injury list, but he's literally on the bench for Liverpool right now. Well, is he? I thought yeah. he was out for the season. Um, but yes, it's going to be a big problem if they can't beat Fulham. <laughs> this is very true. It depends on how you sort of uh, how you analyse these things because the, the longest centre back pairing that Liverpool have had this season is two and a half games. Um, they've had eighteen different centre back pairings so far this season. And that new guy's not great, is he? Not at the moment. No. I would argue that that's a bit of a, a false stat, though. Not because because that suggests that you just constantly had injured centre backs and. You have had issues at centre back. That is true, but there have been times when Klopp has actively chosen to play centre midfield players instead of actual centre backs he has on his squad in that position. I think that happened once or twice. I think after Davis and Kavak came in, I don't think that's been a consistent thing. Well, what about the game when um, Jordan Henderson got injured playing centre back and then? Davis came on to replace him. Is that not an example of a central midfield player playing in centre back instead of a defender? Yes, I said it happened once or twice. No, you said one. Well, anyway, I think it happened more than once. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I just, I'm, all I'm, I'm not trying. I just think that that stat itself is slightly misleading because it's. It, I think it's that's as much to do with the fact that you just lost your first one of or, or potentially your two first-choice centre-backs, and then Klopp kept fiddling around. And I think that there was there were times there where he could have 
picked a a, a stable back four or a stable centre back partnership and didn't. That might be the right thing to do, but I think to suggest that they only had two games or whatever is together and had eighteen different is is a, is partly on the manager. Who might not be thinking straight, having gone through a, a difficult personal experience? Probably should should step down temporarily then and relieve himself of his duties. He possibly should, but then if you're not thinking straight, you might not be thinking to do that. Well, then, uh, then the, someone above him should be doing that. You're right, they probably should be. Um, anyway, did everyone give their predictions for that game? Oh, as Emma said, they really should be would be a problem is they can't beat Fulham. However, like the uh, <laughs> being sort of uh, having a, fra- a fragile mentality is a, is a, a thing in football, right? It's something that happens, and we all all know about it. And this it does it does seem as Liverpool are about to suffer their their fifth defeat in six league games. So. Okay. If winning's a habit, so is losing. And if you're going to pick a team that has was more in the habit, that's actually probably Fulham right now. Okay. Um, Manchester City versus Manchester United. I hope I sport on Sky. The Brian Kidd derby. Um, United have drawn four out of five. But at the Etihad, they won their last two matches, Jesse. They won their last two matches there, yes. And then they had a super-duper boring draw against Crystal Palace. <laughs> Will this one be a super-duper boring draw? Uh, no. Will it be a Probably win not. for Manchester City? Will it be a bit win for Man City? Yes. Or Man United? Yes, it will totally win for Man City. Okay, is everyone concurring with that? Yes, because I think the stat is, I'm not sure if it's this season or more broader, but I believe Manchester United has scored one goal against teams against the top six this season, and I think it was a penalty. Um, in fact, it was. It was the penalty. Oh. Or was it against the old Big Six and it was the penalty they were awarded against Tottenham in a game they lost 6-1. Um, either way, in the big games, Shawshank becomes incredibly defensive and just relies on the on his, on the pace of his attack to sort of just make something happen and Man City are too well coached for to be exploited that way so it will be a comfortable victory for Manchester City right Emma I would be highly surprised if Manchester United get anything out of that game I'd be interested to see how they oh sorry Emma I just went right over you no you carry on (laughs) it will be interesting to see how they play because they really should throw like, they have nothing... They should play as if they have nothing to lose. They will um, not. But they will not, yeah. No. <laughs> I think you're right. Okay, um, Spurs versus Crystal Palace. Quarter past seven on Sky, the Chris Armstrong derby. Uh, Spurs are beaten in 11 versus Crystal Palace. Um, and on a Sunday this season, Harry Kane has got 12 goals and 16 appearances. Jesse, come on. Chest out, shoulders back. Deep breath. God. <laughs> say it, say it, say it. Someone give us some confidence. Um, Gareth Bale also appears to have some sort of mojo. 
Yeah, there you go. Gary it, was very, it was it was very big of, of Joseph Mourinho to suggest that it was nothing to do with him. <laughs> he he did he did suggest that a lesser manager would claim that it was all about them. <laughs> but he's not that guy, so you can infer what you want from that. <laughs> Come, Jesse, say it. Say it. Sure. Say it. Who cares? Nothing matters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you going for Spurs win, are you? Yeah. Wow, Emma, what do you reckon? I think Spurs will win too. Do you? Hmm, because Ooh. they're better than Crystal Palace. Okay, Adam. <laughs> if, there's, if there's anything I believe in, it's the, the downfall of Crystal Palace. So, um, <laughs> I also I also believe that Spurs will win this game, but I'll never know because it's on at seven something on a Sunday. So, did you say so? You'll yes. be at church. You'll be yeah. yes. 7pm on a Sunday, that's not a time for Premier League football. <laughs> okay, well, maybe 6 o'clock on a Monday night is because it's, it's uh, Chelsea versus it Everton. It, it it's really not. It's, it's, it's an embarrassment that we're in. that. Uh, uh, teams as good as us in a slot that bad, what's going on? Chelsea's last 25 games against Everton, they've won 14 and draw 11. Adam, that's got to end at some point, isn't it? Um... Last time I saw us play against Chelsea, it was we lost four 0 and it was I I was probably at, putting myself at COVID risk in Stamford Bridge. So um, uh, Chelsea are incredibly um, hard to beat, and they're not the most interesting side to watch at the moment. But um, I think this game could be um, relatively relatively turgid, but either team could win. Okay, and then finally, it's West Ham versus Leeds, 8 o'clock on Sky. It's the Leeds-Chapman derby. Leeds have lost three out of four. Um, West Ham lost to Manchester City last time at 2-1, but they won their previous two games. It's going to be quite a fun game, couldn't it? It's got Leeds in, of course. That's the definition of a fun game. Yes, exactly. That's the only reason why I said that. Is that now, like, is that their nickname now? Are they just fun Leeds? (laughs) Like fun Bob. you watch you watch the big games, the te- the games your team's in, and Leeds is. That's how that it works. That is actually true. <laughs> it's a strategy for watching football, and you know that way. At least one out of three of your games are going to be interesting, <laughs> which I think is is probably a higher ratio than if you just watch them randomly. Okay, so how do we think this one's going to go? I would like Leeds to win because um, I'd quite like them to. I quite like them to finish above Arsenal and Arsenal to finish in the bottom half of the table. Aww. And West Ham are a direct rival for Everton, so that would be fun. Okay. Ladies? Well, I've never heard Adam say fun so many times fun, fun, in fun. one go. So. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Leads, leads, leads. That on a shirt. Um, sure, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do that. I would, rather watch, I would rather watch Leeds than watch Barcelona right now. <laughs> So I would very much enjoy Leeds winning. Do you want to do a manager swap? We can get we can get Ross on the phone. Oh my god, yes I do. <laughs> okay, right, that brings us to the end of our Premier League predictions, brings us to the end of our podcast. Has anyone got any AOB? Okay, uh, we are Man of the Post. We're part of uh, the app Man of the Post network. You can follow us on Twitter at Man of the Post, Instagram at Man of the Post, Facebook. You can give us a like as well. Uh, Adam, no Adam. Oh God, I'm so tired. Uh, I am Adam. You are Adam. Right. <laughs> are you going to be in the weekend pod? 
No, I'm not part of your catchphrase. No. Um, Ali. Tom and Dave and, and Ali. Ali and Do Simon Ali and, and Dave. Dave. And Simon. <laughs> they will be back uh, to review the games that we've just been previewing here. So, um, the line, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's what we're all here for. They will be reviewing the games that we've been previewing here. You might have noticed in your podcast feeds a few more podcasts popping out uh, more recently. We've had a Football Manager uh, podcast, the Champ Manager podcast. We've had a um, Pieces of Me podcast as well. Always looking for people to come on our Pieces of Me podcast. That's your favourite 11 players, not just your best players, your favourite 11 players. Um, so you can get in touch with us at Mun and the Post from there. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on... Uh, Apple Podcasts on Spotify on Acast and you can subscribe in all your future podcasts for automatically into your inbox. Uh, Jesse, should they wish to follow you? How do they do that? I mean, they could go to at Jesse Loesch and tell me why Uruguay should have the World Cup in 1930. Adam, if they want to... In fo- 1930. Yeah. <laughs> and, shut up, Adam. <laughs> Adam, if they want to follow you and tell her to get back in the box to mere colonial, how do they do that? They can't. I'm, I'm back onto my... I've, I've got my PS5. I've, I've deleted all my PS5 stock Twitter accounts. No, he hasn't. Um, He's still on Twitter, and they should go to his Twitter, which I will look up because I always miss an underscore or something. There's it's, no underscore. There's no underscore. Adam S.A., and they should tell him why colonialism ruined the universe and why England doesn't deserve nice things or the World Cup. Hey, do you have trains and parliamentary democracy? You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and what good is that for? <laughs> Uh, you can follow me at AdamSA101. Okay, I'm a parliamentary democracy, actually. And my democracy is fucked. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Emma, if they want to follow you, they can't do that, can they? I also have a PlayStation 5 now, so goodbye. I'm not saying we're, be- <laughs> I'm not saying we're better than you, but it's, I'm kind we of implying it. <laughs> right, guys, thank you ever so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, and always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>